HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Bento Box, a hospitality platform that empowers restaurants through their own website. With Bento Box, you get every restaurant website feature you need and more, all in one place. Opening soon listeners get 50% off their new website setup fee at getbento.com slash opening soon. That's G-E-T-B-E-N-T-O dot com slash opening soon. This week on a special bonus episode of Meet and 3, we're celebrating Mardi Gras with an ode to the king cake, the most delicious custom of carnival season. This is kind of like terrible comparison, but it's kind of like a braided New Orleans babka, if you really think about the actual technique of it. Do we know why they put a baby in the cake yet? You'd better be careful where you get that cake because your friends and coworkers in New Orleans are going to have an opinion about it. Tune in to Meet in 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening a restaurant is like setting out on a long bike ride. You know it's uphill on the way out and uphill on the way home. But once you get comfortable with the pace and the incline, you realize that things will be fine as long as you put in the effort. That quote comes from Michael Simarusti, James Beard award-winning chef and owner of Providence in Los Angeles, California. And this is opening soon on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Alex McCreary. And I am your host, Jenny Goodman. Welcome to season three of Opening Soon. This is episode 31. Reminder that we've got a slightly new format. We're focusing our content only on startup projects that are actively driving towards an opening. We'll be chatting before and after a milestone moment, whether it be fundraising, construction, or hiring, so that we can hear the prep and the plan, and later, of course, get the skinny on how it all went down. Getting permits may be the one piece in the puzzle that is mostly out of your control. There is typically a collective groan from business owners when the word permit and the associated regulatory agencies are uttered. These agencies are often overworked and understaffed and have the ability to delay your project and add huge amounts to the budget. But there are always ways to mitigate the risk and ensure that you're properly prepared. Today's guest is Julia Jaksik, the chef and owner of the beloved All Day Cafe Rose in Nashville, Tennessee. Julia is currently building Rose Pony, an all-day market and cafe opening in the Bellmead area of Nashville in the late spring of 2020. 
We last spoke to Julia on the 21st of January, so it's been a little bit, and she was preparing to submit all of her birding plan, all of her building plans and permits to the city of Nashville. So let's take a listen to that initial conversation from January, and um, then we'll come back with a live interview. I'm still working on pulling permits. <laughs> still in the process. Um, yeah, I think the last time we talked, uh, we had we were trying to get a demo permit, which kind of seems silly because it seems like the easiest permit to get. And the um, the grease trap people were sort of holding us in limbo, even though we were disposing and destroying the current grease trap. Um, so I think we waited almost three and a half weeks for a demo permit. So, because and then the, of course it took... <laughs> because the grease trap was not there or why? Yeah. No, because, um, well, one excuse we got was because everyone in the department had the flu. Um, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> everyone. The whole everyone, department's everyone, decimated. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, I think in a city like Nashville where there's just so much happening and it's kind of happened in a really short amount of time, I think that these city departments are just so overwhelmed. Right. Um, right. And uh, yeah, I guess, you know, there are probably only three or four people that work there, you know, and um, yeah, and even though... Even though we were throwing the grease trap away and they, you know, gave us directions on how to dispose of it. And my GC was like, yeah, great. We're going to do this. They still, you know, just kept us waiting. So uh, we finally got that three and a half weeks in. And then um, it took us a day and a half to demo the space. Oh and God. we've oh been God. always to get the yeah. permit one day to not oh, yeah that's so yeah. painful and you that's always need do you always need a permit to do demo is that a nashville thing is there like a certain level of like demo that you know is it when it's electrical or plumbing or those kind of things you need it or i mean if you're just knocking the walls down can't you just tape the windows and go for it no. <laughs> All right. So I'm glad I'm asking the question. Don't knock that wall down. Um, don't don't do that. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's if it's in your house. Um, okay. But not. So even um, the smallest things you need to get. City yeah, approval. I mean, you know, and it's like you have to get you have to get insurance, like builders insurance. So when they're knocking the walls down, if they, I mean, the other thing is I don't own this building, right? So if say my GC when they were demoing, if they hit something that. Right created this huge problem you know my landlord would probably be pretty upset and if there were damages i'd be responsible for those so um yes every project oh this is you know the second project here i've done it's i think having demo or i'm sorry builders insurance is a really great idea um and it sucks because it's one of those costs that you're like well nothing happened but i just spent you know $2,000. You know? It's like all your money goes to insurance and legal fees that you yeah, even like. Pretty much. Realize. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just take one quick step back just for our listeners so they get a sense of like the size of the project and how much work you're doing and like what permits are you needing in general and where have you gotten mm-hmm. in terms of getting those? Yeah. So, um, so this project is, it's a 2,200 square foot space that used to be a Subway sandwich shop. Um, it is, we have completely, we've taken down pretty much every wall, uh, every surface except for the bathrooms because because of the we, smell of the bread. Um, <laughs> 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 well, that came out, that came out with the ceiling tiles. <laughs> um, 
Um, no, because we want to be grandfathered into the um, the ADA um, uh, compliances of the space where okay. they were. So if we would if we would have completely destroyed the bathrooms, we'd probably have to make them bigger and you know take space away from the kitchen or front of the house. Um, so um, and because we're not changing the use of a space because it was a restaurant and we're a restaurant, um, if you don't touch the bathrooms at all you don't have to bring them up to the current standards. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so that's so, a cost savings of, and it's a, it's a huge cost savings and, and usually a space savings. But yeah, so we have, it's basically all demoed. The bathrooms are there. And, um, and so now um, the engineers and my architects have just been drawing up, you know, all this stuff. And um, we are, really close to submitting um, for the actual building permit. And what I've been told, the funny thing is, is when I opened my current location at Cafe Rose, I didn't have an architect. I literally drew a um, Microsoft Word document with using shapes. Oh my God, <laughs> I love it. Not even like Illustrator, just shapes. No. I love it. Shapes, so it was yeah. totally to scale. <laughs> It's totally to scale, yeah. And I just like did like A beer cooler <laughs> B you know. And I had like all of the, the specs of all the equipment and I, you know, and I just submitted it that way and I got a permit in like a week. So and that was only three years ago. So That's wild. Now, I wonder if they like just fell for you, they were like they're like this I poor girl know. just be she like just she just needs help. Give it to her. <laughs> Clearly, she's on a bud. So yeah. have the requirements changed since then, or is it just that you're I don't, doing? I mean, I'm sure I, everyone that I'm talking to now, they're like, you know, it's just it's four to six weeks now, and you know, just because of the amount of projects that are happening in Nashville, and um, and and my architect and my builder and the engineers, everyone has the same message of like, you know what, you should wait till you have a full drawing package to go uh, and bring to, to codes. And that way everything's there and you don't have to like resubmit, you know, as you're doing the work because that can, you know, hold you up down the line. So, um, so yeah, I, and, and so this is kind of new to me. Like I didn't use engineers last time. So I, we just sort of like figured it out on the fly, but I will tell you that there's definitely things that I wish we would have thought through. And I wish I would have had engineers to do because I've redone my plumbing already. I'm a two and a half year old restaurant. And I've already redone my plumbing, you know, right. in the yeah. kitchen. So, um, so I'm like, so I'm glad to kind of, yeah, it's going to take a little more time, but at least it'll be done properly and, you know, built to last. So, so yeah, so I'm hoping that. So what else goes into the permit, Julia, besides the, is it just the architect's plans? Is, is there more that goes so into the permit? So there's like a mechanic, I mean, there's like the architect drawing and then there's mechanical drawing, you know, like an electric drawing and a plumbing drawing. So, um, is the, is the GC yeah. doing those things for you? So the architect's doing all of that for me with his, with his engineers. Yeah. Okay. What and happened? Then, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, what happens if, the, if like something changes the electrical down the line? Do you have to resubmit or is this like? Yeah, I think it depends like wh- how big of a deal it is. 
you know, if it's just like, oh, we're putting this outlet two feet over there, you know, but if you were, if you were going to like use a different material or, you know, if it was like a significant change, you would have to resubmit. So we're hoping that doesn't happen. And you'd have but to resubmit I think they the entire to... thing or do you do like some sort of... No, you could just resubmit like the electrical, you know, okay. or yeah. But, but again, I feel like the same old story is going to play out here of the grease trap. Oh, <laughs> the grease is, trap. Like... <laughs> yeah, the grease trap. Um, because so we are going to have to... This location is in a strip mall, which is shocking to me that it's just funny to think that after being in New York for so long and <laughs> kind of coming here and sort of, at, you know, doing this kind of standalone building to be in a strip mall is just, a, you know, it's it's an interesting turn of events for me personally, but, uh, but I'm into cool, it. Yeah, I'm excited. Like... It all comes full circle, Julia. Yeah. You'll be it okay. all comes full circle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, but we have like a back hallway um, so everybody understands the like, grease traps. They're all it's connected into your plumbing. It catches the grease, right? They're smelly, gross. Um, they need to be cleaned out, you know, once every few months. And usually, this, you know, I feel like the same type of person works at the grease company. You know, they come in, they're just kind of like surly, and they bring this hose and they suck out all this grease, and the whole kitchen smells <laughs> for a second, and then they put the top back on. You know, and you're like. I have a very good mental image. I, I <laughs> yeah, you really painted the picture. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so because of the access in our space, you would need, you have to basically go in a back door, up a set of stairs, turn two corners, and go down a 20-foot hallway just to get to our kitchen. Um, so, so what we're trying to do is dig into the slab and bury a pipe, like an access pipe to the grease trap that would come out the side of the building and then down so that we would never have to see that man. And he could just pull a plug into like an external, you know, tie in. It's the smell in the kitchen now. Yeah, it is. It is. Is that, that sounds expensive. Yeah. So that's, you know, and it's getting that approved through the city. and, And that's kind of an unknown to me because, we sort of have the old school system here at Rose where the guy comes in, you know, we're 10 feet from the door. So right. it's, um, it's just a quick, you know, in and out. So what's plan B if that doesn't, with the move, the grease trap move and, you know, drilling into the slab doesn't work out. Um, if that doesn't work out, um, then I guess plan B is, um, to somehow figure out, um, I guess, Call the grease trap people and see how long their hose is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so once you get the building permits, is there anything else? So you basically you're waiting to you're putting the package together. You have what like a few more weeks for that to come together, and then you submit for your building permits. Yeah, hopefully by the end of the month we'll submit for, for our building permit. And I'm like I'm going to do a lot of you know all the good luck meditation uh, things I can that you know that we get submit we get approved in you know a few weeks and that by. March 1st, we're building. Hopefully, flu season's over by then. Everybody's been yeah, vaccinated now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, Do you have anything baked exactly. in with your with your lease term with your lease to, to sort of protect you against if those permits don't go through and you get stuck waiting another Six eight minutes? weeks okay. with revisions or something? I pay rent. You start paying rent. Um, right. They gave they gave me four months of free okay. rent. So, and my rent kicks in on March 1st. So, regardless, I'll be 
paying rent while I build out. Right. Um, which sucks, but, you know, it. it is what it is, right? It's, are there other things that you can do that you're working on now while you're waiting for oh yeah hundred percent yeah I mean we're getting like all of our branding done and all of you know we have the liquor attorney working on our liquor license and we're doing um, you know menu development and you know just finishing up design elements and getting things ordered and um, you know picking out glassware. And, Right. plateware and you know all the all the other things so that's i mean that at least makes you feel like you're still moving you know right um how far are you guys into your four months already um two months okay. yeah cool so so yeah tbd that's exciting and, and once you get the building permits is there you just that's it you go full steam ahead and hopefully yeah what's the build out looking like with your contractors um, two months. Two months. And are there yeah. um, inspectors that are coming out while you're building that are checking to make yes. sure that you're following the plans and such? Right. And how rigorous exactly. is it so, in Nashville for that? That's it. I mean, when when we did Rose, it was you know okay the electric inspectors coming out so you know you ha- you can't seal up the walls until he comes and gives you the a okay and usually those guys are really easy to deal with and so you know when they're coming they don't do like surprise inspections or anything no 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 you like schedule it with them and they're like great it will be out today you know and um they don't necessarily give you a time but um but yeah you know and i think you know i think at the end of the day like they're making sure that everything's safe and that you haven't messed anything up and you know that if you you know especially with plumbing it's like you don't want to pour concrete and then you know a pipe dislodges you know or you know stuff like that where it's at the end of the day it's costing you more money so i think you know when they're coming to inspect they're not the the one thing with with tennessee in general and i think just because the bulk of my experience from new york with everyone here is like everybody's sort of on your side in a way and that's how it felt when i built rose like those guys when they came out we would chat you know it's the south everybody talks you know, and you're just like chat and it's like, well, and I went to this restaurant and they were doing this and I would just say the way you guys are doing it over here. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, so it's, it's kind of fun to get in conversations with those people and just, you know, cause you never know what you're going to, you never know what they're going to do, what you're going to talk about and what, what, what might be mentioned and how it could be helpful to you, you know? So I always just try to listen and kind of ask questions and, and talk you know, you want right. them to be on the side of the business. I mean, it's like there's nothing yeah. like having you want government agencies to be. Yeah, I think a lot of cases in New York, you feel like you're sort of battling the agencies rather than right working with them. Well, I think, too, in New York, I think with the expediter business, it's right. hard to even talk to the agencies, you know, and here it's such a different story, you know, and it's changing because it's getting busier. And I think to be able to approve all these things, you have to bring in more people and more positions. But um, but even the health department here, it's just, I, I think I've had like crazy PTSD from, from New York, <laughs> you know, and, and the health department here, I mean, there's, I mean, you know, they're here, to, they're here to check it out, but it, you, you don't get a fine if you, you know, get a point marked off. It's an interesting thing about the expediter. So they're, so, I mean, basically if for our listeners who don't know in New York city, a lot of people don't contact the government agencies directly to get inspected. They go through somebody who's an expediter who sort of helps to clear roadblocks and does all the communication. So in Nashville, you're doing everything yourself. Right? I do have, I have an expediter on call. <laughs> hmm. 
So um, they're expensive, yeah. um, but we'll see. I'm going to submit and see kind of what the feedback is. And if it seems like it's going to be held up, then I might bring this guy on and just, you know, bite the bullet and just, you know, if it means like getting a permit three weeks earlier, you know, because three let's weeks be honest. Around, yeah. Yes. Three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. Worth it. It's huge. Yeah. It's super huge. So, um, and you know, and most expediters used to work for the city, you know, in some capacity, you know, so they know, they know the right people, they know who to talk to, they know, you know, they can get things moved. So, um, it's kind of like a lobbyist almost, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 100%. Uh, yep. <laughs> so, so I do have, I mean, I think expediters are, you know, kind of a newer thing here, but it's, it's definitely, you know, a good thing to have in your back pocket, you know, just in case. So, so I don't know. I've heard, I mean, I've heard friends in town who've gotten their permits in three days and I've heard friends in town that have waited eight weeks for right. permits. So it's just been totally random. So it's totally random. So, so my, my, um, my thought on the whole thing is I'm going to go down there with all my plans locked in. Like here's elevation drawings. Here's layouts. Here's like where all the electric and plumbing and gas is going and you know just kind of give them everything they need to see for the project and fingers crossed hope that they're like okay great they thought this out this all looks good you know stamp it so we think it'll that's happen right, we feel we're willing it to happen you. from new york and uh, we're <laughs> yeah. excited to catch up on the other end in, in a few weeks um and chat more then So that was our conversation with Julia from January 21st, and we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back with Julia live to catch up. This episode is brought to you by Bento Box. Bento Box empowers restaurants to own their presence, profits, and relationships directly through their own website. BentoBox provides full-service website design, digitally accessible solutions, SEO best practices, and best-in-class support. Plus, you can increase profits both in and out of your restaurant with online ordering, catering, gift cards, and events. BentoBox is trusted and loved by over 5,000 restaurants worldwide, including Union Square Hospitality Group, Hugo's, Coquette, Emmy Squared, Jose Andres, Think Food Group, Pineapple and Pearls, and many more. With Bento Box, you can get every restaurant website feature you need and more, all in one place. Opening soon listeners get 50% off their new website setup fee at getbento.com slash opening soon. That is G-E-T-B-E-N-T-O dot com slash opening soon. Okay, Julia, are you there? I'm here. Hi. Hi. How's it going down in Nashville? Hello. It's going. It's, it's good. All right. So excited to hear all of the success with your building permits. <laughs> Tell us everything. <laughs> well, unfortunately, there's not too much to tell. No. <laughs> it's, uh, I know. Um, <laughs> so we submitted. We submitted everything uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, probably. When did we talk? Like the end of January? Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so it was like right, I think, 
yeah, at the, the second week of, of February. So um, it took about, uh, it took a few days to kind of get a, um, a locator number from the city. And I ended up hiring the expediter. That so he's questions. on our side. So, yeah. And, um, and I spoke to a few people in the city, um, or a, a few expediters rather. And, you know, everyone's like, yeah, it's like eight to 12 weeks now. And Oof. currently in December, yeah, in December, the, the city got super backed up. So I just thought for sort of like peace of mind and just to know that someone has their eyes on, on the plans as they move from desk to desk, you know, that there's somebody, cause Honestly, my time right now, like going down there every morning and sitting and just trying to walk them through, it just it doesn't really make sense, you know. So paying that extra money to have someone else, you know, doing that for me kind of made sense. Yeah, so, you're um, already running a second business, so it's not like, you know, you can't be, yeah, exactly. it's, it's like you already have one business going. Right. It's like, that's like a whole other full-time job to be, you know, babysitting the regulatory authorities with your plans. So, and how did you find 100%. the, ex- how did you find the expediter? Was it recommendations or? So, yeah, so, so my architect, he referred me to one expediter. My GC had an expediter and then I actually ended up going with the guy who owns my building. He um, he has an expediter basically on on call. Like it, he just kind of has them for every project that he does. And I talked to this guy, and we had some mutual friends, so that always helps. And um, and we yeah, and then we I was like, great. We talked, and he was like, listen, I'll you know, he gave me a few pointers, which were really helpful as well. So I think we're going to start, um, my GC right now is kind of like lining up all the subs and subcontractors and, you know, we're finishing all, all the pricing out of materials and whatnot. And there are a few projects we can start even before we get the permitting. I mean, you're always taking that risk of if, you know, the city has something to say about it, you might have to change something around, you know, but... Um, at this point, it feels like a risk I'm willing to take, you know? Um, so I think that's going to be the plan in these next few weeks as we wait. So what are the sort of things where you've measured out, okay, I'm willing to take this risk versus like, no way, I got to wait for the city? So, yeah. So one of them is the front, like the facade of the building. Right now there's two small windows and we're going to completely open that up, um, the the landlord is just like, yeah, no problem, do it, I don't care, you know? And it was sort of like almost his call since it's his building. There's no structural problem with opening them up. In fact, the store next door has them, has, you know, has blown out their windows or their, their facade as well and, and just has all windows. So I feel like that's a pretty safe thing to start, you know? Um, so we have that lined up to start next week. Um, there's like a little bit of framing happening um, and that kind of stuff. And then just sort of, yeah, laying out that kind of stuff. I mean, we're not going to get into electric and plumbing. Uh, maybe we'll do some digging into the slab, you know, just kind of line it up, get it ready to go. Is there but any- I did talk to someone who, um, I did talk to someone who, who literally 
who literally erected an entire building before they were approved and <laughs> called in for an inspection two days after they were approved. And the inspector came out and was like, wow, you did this really quickly. Fast. <laughs> 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 yeah, and I they was, got away with all of it. They were able to do it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, and that's good. what I mean. The more I kind of, the more I talk to people, they're like, you know, it's, I mean, it's a fine line for sure. And, and, you know, the expediter was like, you know, they're kind of changing, they're changing rules day by day. So it's like, you just never know, you know, depending on who gets your file and what they say. So, um, you know, I think I'm, I'm willing to roll the dice a little bit. So is there any, like, is there any risk, like in New York, you'll just get a stop work order and that's like even worse. Is there any risk of that in, in Nashville or not, not really? Cause it's just not a thing there. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, but everybody does it kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I just, I, I think too, I think this is my speculation, of course. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, I think because the city is so backed up, I think that there is a little bit of leniency on it, you know. Um, I think. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. But, um, you know, we're not... I don't want to do things that are really expensive, like electric and plumbing, and then have them be told that, oh, sorry, you need to do this this way, you know, or not have a plan approved or have it, you know, have to redraw it. And I think that's, you know, but framing a wall or, or you know, doing the facade, things like that, um, you know, the cost factor is pretty low in that kind of stuff. I, I mean, I hear right. you because it's like if you have to wait another 12 weeks to do everything there, you've lost two months of rent during for additional build out time that you weren't right. anticipating. So right. it's like you have to weigh those right. two things financially and see what makes more sense. Right. Um, Any conversation with the landlord and trying to increase your, um, your rent abatement or not even worth the camera, not even worth bringing it up. I mean, I sort of dropped it in, in, in a joking way. <laughs> he was like, I You're heard like, you, but uh, I'm not going to hear you. Yeah, wink, wink, no, but I'm yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. If, yeah. I, can't, I mean, luckily here, it's not like a New York City rent. You know, it's right, manageable. You're hit with 30 it's, grand you know, it's rent and it's... Right, right. It's a fraction of that. So... Right. Um, so, yeah, so I'm not like super concerned about that. I mean, it's definitely an expense that I didn't plan on, but if it's, you know, an extra two months of rent, then I just, I feel like. Does the um, expediter give you any sort uh, of expectation guarantee timeline kind of stuff for what you're paying them for? Um, I mean, you know, they kind of give us, or they, he's given me this sort of like, um, this is what it's, this is what other projects are taking, you know, the eight to 12 weeks was sort of across the board between everyone I spoke to, right. the three expediters I spoke to, um, the guy that I ended up going with every time I've called him, he's actually been at the code department, you know, or been in front of somebody from the city. So, and he's, just kind of cool and collected and was like, yeah, we'll push it through. We'll get it. I'll, I'll be with it every day. We'll, I'll be checking on it every week, you know, like versus another expediter I talked to. He was just like a frantic mess. He's like, like oh, playing no, golf and stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was just like, what are you doing with my money? I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
so yeah, I kind of made the choice that felt right. And, um, and, you know, I, I think at this point I'm sort of like, okay, may, I think may, you know, but in the meantime, I think we had spoken about this last time in the meantime, there's so much back end stuff that we're doing, you know, and right. so much just organization of, so my GC and I, we still, we still meet once or twice a week to just kind of, now that we have the plans, we're just going over everything. Okay, great. When should we, when should, you know, this equipment or piece of equipment arrive, just getting everything on speed dial, you know, to just kind of knock it out once, um, once we're really in it. So I think I do, I feel prepared in that sense that, that we have, we have it together enough that, you know, when it's, when everything is approved, we can just kind of hit the ground running. And for the, has anything changed? So I know like last time we spoke, you were in the process of finalizing the plans and that involved like moving the grease trap and digging into the slab and mm-hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. Has anything, yeah. has anything changed with the final submission of the plans? Um, a little things. I mean, the engineers I used were amazing and they, the one engineer that kind of planned out the whole grease trap scenario, he actually went down to the grease department and like, and spoke to them and showed them what he was proposing. To the grease department? And they were, you know, they kind of, yeah. And they, they gave them his, their blessing. So fingers crossed that we don't get another person that's like, what's this? You know? (laughs) Um, but, so having honestly like having these engineers has been amazing and they've been they're just so on it you know and and um they're all just up to date on like i said the in, in a city like this where so much building's happening i feel like things are changing a lot and the rules are changing day by day so to have people on your team that are you know actively a part of fmb projects and that kind of are staying up to date and have their contacts with the city that they can go and talk to has been helpful. I can't imagine being that expediter in front of the, the grease board member every day. And <laughs> <laughs> that does not, yeah, that sounds like worth, know, worth, worth the extra so. spend. Any uh, concerns or thoughts? Right. Right. Julia on, um, I know GCs obviously take on multiple projects and, probably are planning their next projects while they're working on one. If yours gets delayed, any concern that your GC would then get tied up and busy in May now because he was hoping and expecting that you would be starting in March? And how do you sort of prevent against that? I asked him this. Yeah. <laughs> we, we talked about this. He's, he kind of always has a few projects going on at once, so he's sort of used to this. And I think, you know, his his explanation to me was like, this is just how this town works right now. So everyone's just kind of used to doing it this way. So he, um, he assures me that, that, you know, once we're ready to go, he'll be ready to go. So (laughs) that's good. Has anything else? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I mean, that's good that he's still lined up and, um, you know, has anything else while you've been marinating and so many of these plans, like design wise change, you're still, you know, are you sourcing things for interiors now? Have you enlisted like an interior designer at this point? Um, so I'm doing all the interiors, um, and I had pretty much everything. I mean, like tonight, uh, one of my partners and I are going to go do some paint samples at my house to try to lock that down and um, and like light fixtures are picked out and but for, for the most part it's pretty 
pretty much set. I mean, some of this stuff, you, do, you know, when you get in the space, you're like, whoa, that doesn't work. I mean, I'm not a professional interior designer, but um, but I do have a pretty strong vision of what I want. Mm-hmm. So um, there are some things that I'm like, well, it could be this, could be that. They're both on, bo- you know, they're both on deck, and you know, we can make this decision pretty quickly in the moment. So, um, but yeah. I feel, I mean, even though it's been delayed, I'm not, like, stressed out. I feel like, okay, cool, rolling with the punches, this is what it is. You know, as long as we get open around May, I'm cool, you know. Yeah. Talk to me in June if we're still not open, then maybe it'll be different. You sound cool as a cucumber and just yeah. positive as hell right now. So I'm, I'm, le- I'm like, letting you yeah. roll with it. I think it's awesome. You- I, mean, I think it's important to, to be that way and certainly to to have that expectation. I'm sure some of that comes from being a second time restaurateur rather than your first one. But I think, you know, lesson yeah. to, to young entrepreneurs out there that, you know, this shit's going to happen. It's going to happen every time. And yeah, just, I mean, just always raise more money than you think you need. Right. Yeah. You know, like right. when, even when I, when I raised the money for this project, I was like, I'm going to raise six months of rent just in case I need to go and tap into that, you know? And, but I do, you know. So, sure enough, unfortunately, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's definitely a common so, theme that we hear. It's like everybody's like, put your initial budget down and then double it for what you think you need to raise, I think has been yeah. basically the consistent yeah, advice sure. we've heard on this show. And that, and that is interesting, though. Who did you, do you have new partners from, you know, that are different from Cafe Rose? Did you go back to, you know, who did you sort of bring in as partners for this no, one? So, yeah, I have a new partner kind of like a new working partner. And then I actually, I raised capital for this project specifically. So, which is different. This Cafe Rose was self-funded. So, um, so now I have people to report to. So. Like we all it's report to somebody, whether it's our, our customers or yeah. our uh, investors. So I hear exactly, you. Exactly. Exactly. So, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, the good thing is I think I have a really great, really really great bunch of investors that are really excited for the project and they're really supportive and that's just beyond helpful you know to have people that are in your court for sure and is there any are you having to give them updates is there any sort of like time pressure from from the investors no i mean i've definitely been giving them updates and and they're you know everyone's just the thing is that this is this is something that's happening citywide. It's not just specific to my project, you know? So a lot of these people are invested in other, other projects and the same thing's happening, you know? So it's not surprised to, right. It's not like there's an issue with your space. It's really just a backlog of uh, building departments. Um, Right. Right. I had a question, but I lost it. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, no, I mean, I think it's all, it's all super, super interesting. Um, and everything that's happening, it's super exciting. And I know you said you were, last time you were like working on branding and then like menu planning is all that mm-hmm. ongoing as well. Yeah. Any yeah, are you doing? Yeah, I mean, branding. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I see. Additionally, are you doing any um, PR or planning to? That's you know one thing that I think mm-hmm. um, it can be good, I guess, if you start early. But then in this situation, it's sort of like. <laughs> You keep you get delayed and yeah, I you mean, lose some momentum. So yeah, we have a great we have a great PR group here at Rose, and we're going to use them. And I'm kind of like I'm just 
you know, we kind of have it on hold for a little while. You know, once it gets sure. closer, then then we'll get into it. I don't want to. I don't really believe in the hype it up too much because then I think you kind of create an expectation sometimes that's not achievable. You know, um, to, yeah. so I think, yeah, I think just kind of like you know more around opening time bringing them on and but yeah the menu planning and design and the graphic stuff coming along you know we're probably going to pull the trigger and start printing things like coffee cups and business cards and all that kind of stuff in the next week or two so you know all that stuff and it's nice to have all of that out of the way you know and, and sort of the opposite way I did it at Rose so um, so to have all that stuff just done and checked off your list is you know, it really means that you can focus on the opening. Yeah, no, that's true. It is nice to have like the extra time and, and fill it with those kind of things. Um, cool. Well, we're going to keep our fingers crossed that yeah. permits come in. So now you're hey, looking, guys. So, so you were predicting like a March 1st for like really starting the full build out, but now you're looking more like, yeah, more like April. Is that what you're, you're thinking? April, yeah. Yeah. I think we'll, yeah, I think we'll get in there and start doing some stuff in March and then, Hopefully, yeah, hopefully April stuff will get approved and we can really start, you know, getting it out, you know? Yeah. And so if you th- you think like and if then you... hopefully... Hopefully May for the open. May, yeah. Hopefully May. Right. Hopefully you'll be um, in I our... mean, the good thing is it's not a huge... It's not a huge space and it's not... Um, I, I also enlisted this really amazing carpenter, local carpenter here in town that is helping me design the bar... It's like the, the bar design and, and he's doing the banquettes and stuff and he's there's a lot of that stuff that can be done off site. So he can kind of start on the build in his studio and then when we're ready just come in and kind of put the puzzle pieces together. So to have him going on that is huge. Um so yeah, I think I feel good. I feel good. I love your attitude. Oh, we're excited for you. Yeah, we are. Um, all right, cool. Well, Thanks, we'll guys. we'll check in again in like a month or so, and then hopefully you'll be on okay. our May opening soon announcements. Um, so that at this point in the show, yeah, we always, wait. yeah. I mean, I'm excited for you too. Um, but we always like to shout oh, out thanks. projects that have are opening or going to be opening soon. Is there anybody you want to shout out for having recently opened or is going to be opening very soon? Going to be opening. Who's opening soon? Um, Oh, you know what? Um, shout out to Sean Brock. Joyland is opening here, which I'm really excited about. Um, it's going to be a fun kind of Japanese Southern takeout shop and lots of fried Joyland. chicken. Joyland. I haven't heard about this at all. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Cool. Yeah, cool. so I think it's opening in a few weeks, so we're excited. Super cool. Awesome. Awesome. Excited for that, so... Well, thanks again, guys. I appreciate you coming on this journey with me. <laughs> yeah, no, got, it's... We're going to hear more. I'm sure there's more updates to be had in the future. We've got a couple more opening soon. What do you have, Tim? Yeah, I have Ama and Long Island City is opening this Friday. So check that out if you're in New York. And also, I'm really excited for Gage and Tolner. Um, they are opening next week. This is like one of the only interior landmarked buildings in all of New York City. So it's like not only the outside, but the inside is interior landmarked. And they have like gas lamps from the 1800s. And it's going to be like a crazy place. So that's happening in Brooklyn. And they'll be on the show later this season. Later this so we'll season hear too. a little bit about their 
construction. We talked about menu we development about menu with development them because yeah, they so had some throwbacks to the old look space. Look forward to that yeah. later in the season. Um, special thanks again, Julia, for being with us and telling us your story and keeping us posted as we go further along and get closer. Um, we'll put a wrap-up of the show on tillitnyc.com. We'll also send one to your inbox, so make sure that you're on our list. Um, Julia, how do we find you and um, the restaurant on social? So you can, yeah, so um, on Instagram, it's Cafe Rose, R-O-Z-E, and then Rose Pony just got their Instagram going, and then um, and it's The Rose Pony. The Rose Pony. And uh, then The Rose Pony. <laughs> and then uh, Cafe Rose.com and RosePony.com. So, cool. yeah. Um, if you enjoyed our episode yeah. today on permits, then make sure you tune in next Tuesday, March 3rd. We'll be chatting budgeting and, uh, excuse me, budgeting during the build out with Chad Connolly from Portland, Maine. Make sure you follow us on Heritage Radio, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Insta- Instagram at We Are Opening Soon and at Till It NYC. And if you love us, leave us a review, give us some stars. That's it. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Julia. Thanks, Julia. Good luck. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Opening soon is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org, and connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You could also find us at facebook.com slash Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.